0: Welcome to episode 142 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rehaw. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. And uh, I am, of course, joined today and pretty much every day.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. We were at Target the other day and I said, oh, look, there's a hat you can buy. It said Lucky on it.
1: I vomited in the store.
0: So, uh, as you can tell, I am joined by the real (laughs) housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine, ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare.
1: I'm pretty sure that they lace Girl Scout cookies with cocaine. Uh,
0: Some sort of...
2: Do you want me to snort
1: it and tell you? Wait, you don't?
2: (laughs) There's some
1: sort of, like, addictive agent because... Well, especially the Thin Mints. There's something about the Thin Mints that I cannot get enough of. Like, I really have to make sure that I, I... portion them out you know the serving size is four so i'm like okay so that's why you have really me four is that why you're pushing it because me? i will sit there four and sleeves. i will eat an entire sleeve of thin mints because you know yeah. i'm an adult and i can eat an entire sleeve of thin mints and then i'll eat them and i'll have a tummy ache and i'll be like god why did somebody not tell me to eat an entire
2: like sleeve of thin mints god was like girl you need to treat yourself <laughs>
0: So we are, of course, also joined by the hardest working man in <laughs> podcasting. Who's next, Johnny? It's Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, I'm next. You are next. Is that me? That's they you too next. And uh, coming back, she had a choice between this and space jail, and it took her a week to decide. Ladies and gentlemen, with a mouthful of cookie, Agent Nicole. Hello. I was uh, enthusiastic.
2: Oh my god, I'm so excited to be at a space jail. I get to have Thin Mints.
0: Yeah, Thin Mints, they don't have those in Space Jail. No. They only have Thick Mints and Wheat Thicks, Hamburger Hinderer. And Jam. Dark Bulbs for when it's too bright out.
2: (laughs) It is nice to be back.
0: So, uh... Paper clips, popper clops. (gasps) Pops that clop your plopper!
2: What? What What the fuck?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. So, here we are, back for episode 142. We're on the King's Road to the Throne. We're talking about Game of Thrones again, and this week, we are talking about, as I said last week, everyone's favorite ginger from the Stark family, Sansa.
2: That's what... (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I, you, I told
1: you
2: you get three, you
0: get yeah, three. I get that as, as many as I want
1: that was one
0: I can get as many as I want I guarantee right, you leaving. I do more than three <laughs> bye. okay bye <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Sansa Stark and her journey from <clears throat> oh my god I love Joffrey he's the best to oh I'm the lady of the North Winterfell townland I'm the best.
1: That's like the worst Sophie Turner impression ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at me. I'm Dark Phoenix. Look at all.
2: I, I hope people are sending you wine to deal with this. Always. Okay, so, good. Always. I'm glad. Well, I mean, like, homegirl makes
1: money, so, you know, I can buy my own wine. That's but, true. I mean, I always I always appreciate donations, like the donation you made. Always. I, I very much appreciate that. I
2: always worry about your health and your blood. <laughs> my mental blood, health your and Your mental sanity. health and your blood supply. Mm. And your wine supply and your <laughs> things.
0: So, so we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, her... her Journey from
1: Little Miss Lemon Cakes and Stupid. Oh,
0: <laughs> she sucks so much the I first few seasons. I love Lemon
1: Cakes and I'm so stupid. Joffrey I mean, lo- is
0: the king and I love him and I will give him many sons. But He's she does. The
1: best. She is one of those characters who has a very interesting arc. Yeah. You know, she grows up a lot and although she's not one of my favorite characters, I. Currently like her a lot more than I used to, (laughs) which was not at all. So, um, you know, we definitely have an interesting conversation to have later on. But Patsy, what is our getting into character question for today?
0: Well, this week we're going to be discussing. uh, It's a it's a two pronged question. What do you envision as Sansa's ultimate fate? Like, what do you want to see, and what do you think you'll see? Are they two different things? Um, so I'll go first, since I had some time to uh, to come up with this. Now, my whole thing is, you know, we've seen her, you know... She's been married a few times. This is uh, Sansa Stark Lannister Bolton, which is still... Uh, she hasn't been as married as many times as Marjorie Tyrell. But,
1: That's goals, by the way. But Marjorie,
0: Marjorie Tyrell has the added bonus of not having to change her monogram slippers because she was Marjorie Tyrell Baratheon, Baratheon, Baratheon. Baratheon so she can keep her MB slippers. She doesn't have to change them.
1: Market basket?
0: <laughs> Marjorie Baratheon.
1: I got a market basket.
0: And she just kept getting younger and younger and younger. She's like, that's what I love about kings. They get younger <laughs> and I say the same age. <laughs> yes. Alright, alright. <laughs> yeah, so she you know, she's Marjorie Tyrell, Baratheon, Baratheon, Baratheon. As opposed to Sansa, who My theory and I, I, I kind of subscribe to this theory that she is going to be Sansa Stark, Lannister, Bolton Clegane. I subscribe to the Sand Sand Theory. <laughs> for There's those of so you... many
2: fanfics for the Sand San movement, so I.
0: So, for those of you who are <laughs> unfamiliar with the Sand Sand Theory, Jesus Christ, that is Sansa Stark and Sandor Clegane the hound. <laughs> hashtag Team Sand San.
2: Talk about a ship
0: name like that. A what shit fame ship name? Like the Titanic or the SS Minnow?
2: It's like the OTP.
0: I don't know what this means. What
2: troop hair? It's a fandom thing. What? You know, like when you ship someone, you like. I'm
1: sorry. Like put them in a box and send them
0: somewhere.
2: No, you don't like Amazon them. Um, It's like a lot of people. Love Brienne and Jamie. They ship them. Bri
0: they- Amy or Brie Ormond?
2: Oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I I'm a fan of Brienne and Tormund. But anyways, um
0: So here's my here's my thoughts with Sansa. Team Sansan. Sans- <laughs> <laughs> so he was very nice to her. He was always very kind. Even, you know, behind this facade of like, you know, he's the hound and he's this brutal killer, which he is. But he was always very nice to Sansa. In the book, we don't get to see this, but... uh, I mean, in the show, we don't get to see it, but in the book... Well, I
1: mean, we kind of get to see it a little bit, and we'll get into that.
0: I mean, he comes to her, and he's drunk, and he tells her the story of how he got burned. Mm -hmm. You know, in in the show, we see him tell Arya, but in the movie, I mean, in the in the, in the movie, fucking A, in the book, it's crack. He tells, Thin mints have crack. We'll in the book, he it. tells Sansa, but then, like, as he's leaving, he's like, if you ever tell anybody, I'll fucking, you know, gut you like a fish or something yeah. like that. But he's always been very nice to her, and Doesn't we he see call this. Her,
2: like, Bird?
0: Or little Bird. I mean, little Sing bird. me a no, song, Little Bird. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I know what you're
2: talking about.
0: And because he does that in the show as well, he refers to her as Little Bird, and you but know, Cersei
1: also refers to her as Little Bird as well. Little, little dove. Oh, little dove. Yes.
0: Um, but see, I have, I have two thoughts on what's going to happen with the Hound. Either he's going to end up with Sansa, and she's going to get her her direwolf back because she lost Lady, so now she's going to get another Beast proxy her life. Proxy, proxy direwolf with the Hound. <laughs> Uh, or he's going to be he's going to be warged by bran and he's only going to be able to say his name he's going to be around sandor sandor (laughs) bran's going to tell him to to sand the door and so all he'll be able to say is sand sand sandor and he's going to carry him around like a backpack uh-huh. So I'm. I'm. Uh, I think Sansa is going to end up being Lady of Winterfell. I think she's going to live through the whole, the whole uh, mayhem, and I think uh, Varys will sa- sacrifice himself to save her, not intentionally because that's not his his character. He's got but... no
2: balls. You yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that, that's also stem. not. That's just not his style. No. Like I mean, it's if he sacrifices himself for anybody, it's going to be clear accident
0: yeah he's going to die and that's gonna give her time to get away but it's not gonna be like it's gonna be like you know
1: it's not like i'm gonna die so you can live
0: no it's like that horror thing it's like i don't have you don't have to outrun the monster you just have to outrun your slowest friend Mm -hmm. or do like you know shane from the walking dead when he like shoots the guy in the leg and the, the zombies all eat that guy and he gets away and he's like i did everything i could So, uh, how about you? What do you think?
1: So, it's not so much what I think, but what I hope is going to happen for Sansa. I really hope that Sansa finds happiness within herself. So, and I know we're going to talk about this during the discussion portion, but Sansa was raised to be a proper lady. To wait for her prince to... You know, uh, love her betrothed to knit sweaters and sew dresses and, you know, just be everything that was expected from her. The complete opposite of Arya. And I think that as she with everything that she's gone through and as she's matured and surviving three engagements two husbands. Um, I'm really hoping that she just finds happiness in herself. I'm hoping that she realizes that she doesn't need a man, that she, how she was brought up was not so much incorrect, but also not correct. And, that she can be Lady of Winterfell without a man by her side. And I'm hoping that she finds the strength in herself and the confidence within herself to stand up there by herself and be her own person. And, uh, you know, one of the things I hate about her in the beginning is She needs someone. She needs someone to need her to need someone like she, you know, I love Joffrey. I'm betrothed to Joffrey. I love Joffrey. Joffrey is a piece of shit. He treats you like shit. You know, you deserve better. Like, why aren't you speaking up for herself? And as she continues to go through more in this journey, that is the game of Thrones. um, You know, we see her mature and,
0: She learns how to play the political side.
1: Well, and not only that, I think she's really learning more about herself and I hope she continues to learn more about herself and realize that, you know, you can be in a relationship with someone, but until you're your own best friend, you will never find true happiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that's what she finds. I'm hoping that she can find solace and happiness within herself. And I feel like with the way that the last season ended, I think we're kind of heading towards that direction. I don't want to see Sansa with anybody this, this this season. I don't want to see her betrothed to anybody. I don't want to see her promise to anybody. I don't want her to, you know, do what she's been doing in the past. Like, I, I want her to, to to see her become her own person even more and stand up for herself. Be like, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to marry this person for our political gain. I don't want to do that. I, I want to learn how to, you know, whether it's learn how to fight or learn how to speak up more or learn how to, you know, just just be herself more and to find solace in herself more. I just, I want to see Sansa alone. And it's not for, it's not in a bad way. It's in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see her... I want to see her happy. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though she's one of those characters who I really don't like, like, I feel like I could like her. I feel like if she continues on this path of, of you know, self-realization that I really could like this character. And I love Sophie Turner. I think she's wonderful. She's such a delightful girl and a brilliant actress, the way that she's been able to play Sansa Stark all these yeah. years. You know, um... I, I I just want to see her happy, and I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping it's happiness within
2: herself. I like that. So, for funny theory, she and pot pie open a bakery. Pot pie. Hot, hot, pot pie. hot pie, Pot pie, hot pie. She can bake some lemon cakes. Cut Stark pies, Stark pies. Um, I I do I backpack on what you said. I think I agree. I she has deserves it. i mean she's broken free from baelish the one who's been like dragging her down but she will be- that's, that's two true. <laughs> doesn't matter you got one more and then um, we're putting the muzzle on um i think she deserves to have her own happiness and that she gets to pick if she chooses to go that route obviously you know I just, I don't know. I, like, part, I want happiness for her. She deserves it. She's been through fucking hell and beyond.
1: Especially after the Ramsey thing. Oh, like, oh, Ramsay. my God. And I know we're going to talk about it, but, um, like, I, it, that was so upsetting.
2: Yeah, it that caused a big uproar. And I, if anything, if she was to be with someone, I, I mean, I mean, Sansan is a great couple, but I always liked Tyrion. <laughs> with her for some reason just because he treated her like an equal way, he ways. respected her he respected her and he let her grow up in, in that short amount of time and I think I honestly like I hope there's a scene between the two of them of like how's it been like yeah no I agree with you um, you
1: know in our Tyrion episode we mentioned the fact that Tyrion loves broken things Yeah, in the sense that he can see himself in those broken things yeah. and with everything that sansa has been through you know he saw himself in her early on when mm-hmm. you know he married her yeah. but i feel like he could see himself in her even more now yeah, you know and not had- in a physical sense but in an emotional sense yeah. in a spiritual sense and i feel like you know if they do become you know come face to face that it'll be a happy reunion you reunion know? um you know, but at the same time, like, I I don't know. I, f- I feel like it would be so much of a, a f- full circle for Sansa if she wasn't promised to anyone this yeah. season. Or if she was promised to someone, if she broke off
2: that engagement. In the end, and, she and, ends and, up and, with Joe Jonas. Or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. In the end, she ends up with Joe Jonas.
1: She ends up with a Jonas brother.
0: Sanjo. Nope, nope. No, you're right. That doesn't count.
2: No, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) Close. They're going to get together, and they're all going to have a big party, and instead of wine, they're going to drink Fanta. (laughs)
1: God. Uh, No. No. Probably not. No, because soda was. They they drink like mead and wine. I was born in the wrong. uh, I drink wine.
0: You know who else lives in the north? Santa. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Ooh, that means now I can post my picture of Santa Claus.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) think now is a really good time to take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to discuss the life and times of Sansa Stark. So stay tuned.
3: Hey guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. Good evening, future passengers. Are you ready to sit back, relax, and join us on a ride of epic proportions through the mystical land of randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat lucky charms?
2: What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class?
3: When a shark jumps out of the water, is it like suffocating for that split second? So join us, every week, for a brand new derailment with goobs ripkin and jenny bean
2: you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the derailers
3: and don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and also on youtube have a great night or day folks
0: You know, you guys think my my impression of Peter Baelish saying Sansa's name over and over again is creepy. I just had to hear Nicole use the phrase "bonus Jonas," so um, you know I don't want to hear anything that anything I ever say again get bonus Jonas. Yeah,
1: but it's true. There's a bonus Jonas
0: brother. I did not know that until recently. I was like. mm. Oh and there are you, was an Instagram
1: you, post of him dancing to the new Jonas Brothers song. Are you are you right. saying
0: that there is an extra one of them, or you're, are you asking him to do things to you?
2: No, there's an
1: extra it's Jonas. It's
0: not Us Jonas. No.
2: Why well, do you uh, make I mean, it so creepy?
1: You're So. Weird. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know. That's true.
2: <laughs> Never mind.
0: Do you know uh, how the prostitutes get into Littlefinger's brothel? They use the Hodor. <laughs>
2: oh, that's
0: sad. That's good stuff right there. So, so
1: we are currently re-watching Game of Thrones, I believe, as we mentioned before. And we are finally at the season where um, season six. The Door is one of the episodes. And so we were going through the episode titles. And we're like, oh, yeah, that one, that one, that one. And, we're like, he, and Patrick's like, oh, The Door. And I was like... Uh-huh. Sandor! <laughs> I just, like, immediately got emotional just at, like, the the, the name of the I'm episode. I'm starting to
2: watch them, um, so I'm excited. Because,
1: uh, it's... You know, and it's funny because, um... A coworker of ours, Lamsa, he's currently rewatching. Oh, is he? And he's got his wife to watch him for oh the first time. So I keep asking, like, what episode are you on? How's she liking it? You know, what are you doing? Well, the
0: the VP of the company is just watching through it the first time, and he, really- he just watched Hard Home. Oh. Good one. And I was like, oh, yeah, the guy who directed that is also directing, like, the giant battle, Mikael Zapachnik. He's, he's directing, so like, I, the. I was talking to Spicy battle. Kristen
1: today, and <laughs> I said, you Kristen. know what, we're going to have to do every Monday morning when the season airs, we're going to have to have, like, a support group. Oh, my goodness. Before work yep. of everyone who's watching it to just kind of get together and air their grievances. Oh, and, man. You know, I'm talk excited. Talk about Game of Thrones and stuff, because
2: we know each episode episode is going to hit something something i mean it's gonna e- end when i go to ireland so i'm gonna be like oh my god
1: yeah it's gonna end right before yep. so it's gonna end and then you're gonna go to ireland and you're gonna see the landscapes and whatnot in person you're and you're Castle just gonna Black. oh my god and you're gonna cry even more fuck i know <laughs> you're gonna be sending us pictures on instagram like i can't deal with this right i don't now. know i'm going
2: i'm crossing a bridge <laughs> that's 900 feet above sea level so that's gonna be fucking terrifying oh my i God, might I be like Baylor grayjoy and get thrown. <laughs> well as long as, on, as, as long as you're on as long as you're waiting for you on the other side you'll be fine i don't know my two best friends might toss my ass over i don't know Nah, you're too cute. You're fine.
1: (laughs) They like you. We Mm -hmm. like you, too. But anyway, so today we're talking about Sansa Stark. And like I said, she's not one of my favorite characters. But over the past seven seasons, I've kind of warmed up to her for a a little bit. So let's start with Patsy. What was your first impression of Sansa? And how has your feeling changed over the past few seasons? Well,
0: I mean, she was typical spoiled you know nobility um, but she she had to go through a lot in a short amount of time, so she ha- she was forced to grow up very very quickly um, to me she still has some of that some of that uh, you know uh, you know. I don't want to say she's not naive anymore but, and she's not innocent anymore because, you know, after dealing with, you know, the Lannister slash Baratheons for so long and then having to deal with Ramsay Bolton and seeing like, you know, the, the political intrigue side of Peter <clears throat> Baelish, you know, and how everything gets manipulated behind the scenes, how everyone is just, you know, pieces being moved across the board. Um, But she still there are certain things that she lacks still and i think the scene that really sums her up is uh in the battle of the bastards prior to the actual fight you know john and davos and 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 Tormund and all these guys are getting together and you know and they're devising this battle strategy and she she's like She goes, you've only known him for the length of a conversation. I lived with him. I know exactly what he's all about. And, you know, why wouldn't you include me in your battle strategy? She goes, I would have told you never to attack Winterfell until you have more guys. And she's like, and John's like, there aren't any more. We went around to everyone and asked everyone for help. This is what we've got. We've got to try to get Rickon back. And she's like. Well, you don't know him. He, you know, don't fall into his trap. Like, you're not going to trap him. Like, you don't know. And you don't know what he's like. And he's like, I fought beyond the wall. Like, I fought 100,000 wildlings. I fought the dead. Like, I've killed a white walker. Like, don't tell me I don't know how to, how to you know, win a battle. Like, I've, I've fought giants on mammoths. I've done all this stuff, you know. And she's like... Well, you don't you don't know him, and you know. And she's bringing up these really good points, and he's like, "All right, well, what would you do? What's your strategy? How should we how should we approach this battle?" And she's like, "I don't know." It's like, wait a minute! Don't sit there and get all pissed off. And I even rewatched the scene to make sure that I, I put it in the proper context because I didn't want to get it wrong, but because I did remember things a little differently when I when I was thinking about it and then I rewatched it and it's like, you know, she brings up some good points and she's trying to tell him like, you know, Ramsey is going to fuck with you. That's what he does, you know? And John's like, well, I'm a pretty good, you know, warrior myself. I can fight this guy, you know, whether it's hand to hand, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's an army, you know, I don't have a lot of troops, but Sansa's like, well, you don't have enough guys. And, you know, you know, you know, you should have talked to me. And when he says, you know, okay, what would you do? What's your advice? She's like, well, I don't know. Well, a lot of fucking help you are. You know, she doesn't tell him that, hey, I have the whole Vale army coming. Why don't we wait a couple of hours? So the entire army from the from the Vale, which is one of the best armies that Westeros has, is coming and they can reinforce and we can change our plan up. Well,
1: see, here's to play devil's advocate. I seriously think that when she says, well, I don't know, I think she really didn't know. Well, she says, I don't
0: know. I don't know battle.
1: Right, right. And I I think she was being (laughs) honest. I think it wasn't until after the fact that she really thought and she was like, let me, let me use who I know and what I know. And she called upon Peter Baelish, who, you know, we all know he wasn't the best person, but at the time she didn't know he wasn't the best person. Oh, no, she knew
0: that. She knew he was a terrible guy.
1: I I think that at the time she still trusted him. No, she didn't, because
0: this is after her and Brienne confronted him and like, did you know what the Boltons were and what they were going to do?
1: But, anyways, I think she was using her resources. We'll put it that way. Right, but- I think she. I think she allowed herself a moment to think, and used her resources. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna talk more about that. A little See, later, I think but- she could have said,
0: "Well." What about the veil? Well, army? I, I
1: don't know if she really thought of that in that moment. She was like, "I don't know." Like, it, like in in the heat it of the moment, of, I don't know. Well, you you know but you give yourself five minutes to think. And- if you see
0: her face, well, she had time to think because. John had this whole, like, after they devised their battle strategy, John had this whole conversation can't with Melisandre. I can't believe I'm defending
1: Sansa Stark. Had this whole conversation.
0: Fuck. Like, this is, like, <laughs> way after their conversation. She had a ton of time to think about it, and, like, she had a ton of time to get pissed off that he didn't talk to her. And if you see her face, when the Vale army shows up and they win and everybody and everything is great, she's got, like, this smug satisfaction on her face. Like, huh. It's like... Why the fuck didn't you say anything?
1: Well, I don't know if she thought. Okay, we'll talk about this a little more later, um, <laughs> in the in the just character arc of of Sansa Stark. But I I seriously don't know if she really thought that far ahead.
0: See, she's a little she's a lot different in the because book. she's a
1: little. Stu- I mean, even at this point, she's still. I don't want to say naive. Well, that's what I'm saying like she's this, still.
0: Uh, that sums her character up. Like she's. She's making these great points. She wants to
1: be smart. She wants to be a smart, intelligent, political player, but she knows that she's not there yet.
0: Right. She doesn't have the killer instinct. She
1: wants to be like a Cersei Lannister who is one step ahead. But no, it's not her.
0: She's trying as best as she can, but that's just not her personality. Um, One of the things I wanted to just touch on real quick, because I know you guys aren't at this part. Like, I know you're listening to the books and you haven't read them. Um, like, like we've discussed in other shows, like they've gotten certain storylines kind of pushed together Mm -hmm. in the book. It's not her that goes to, uh, Ramsey. It's her friend, Jane pool that they're passing off as Arya. Yeah. (laughs) So all that stuff that happens with Ramsey and everything, Mm -hmm that's Jane Poole that goes through that mm-hmm. and it's way worse in the book. Yeah. Sansa at this point is uh they're trying to get her to become Lady of the Vale and marry this guy named Harry the Heir <laughs> because sweet Robin just sucks. Like he sucks so much worse in the book than he does in the show. He sucks so much. And they're trying, you know. So Littlefinger's trying to like manipulate things in the back, you know, in the in the in the background, while he's Lord of the Veil vale because he did marry Lysa and chucked her out the the Moon Door. Um, Bye. Yeah. And he's like, you don't, you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. And just, Phew. um, he is passing her off as his bastard daughter, Elaine Stone. Mm-hmm. So her hair is dyed. So a lot of that. A lot of what you see in the show, like, that storyline, it's like, oh, this is my niece in the in the book. Like, this is my daughter. And they even use the same name, Elaine. But since they never really developed the character of Jane Poole, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was never... And I think they mentioned her once in the first episode. You know, and she was in, like, that little sewing circle when uh, Arya ran off. So she hasn't quite had that same level of development in the books. Let me, obviously she's she's had to deal with the marriage Tyrion and she's had to deal with Cersei and she's had to deal with, you know, all this other shit, but it's not, it's not to the same level. But I think to me that scene with John, it's like, I want to help. I don't know how to help. And I, you know, I don't even think about all these allies and, 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 things at my disposal that could work against ramsey i don't know like that to me encapsulates her entire character. what should i do i don't know
1: so the same question to you agent nicole is what were your first opinions of sansa versus your opinion of her now
2: um so when i started watching the show I really... I, like, like you, I didn't like Sansa. I was like, oh, fucking rich bitch little shit kind of thing. It just like, kind of reminded me of girls in my high school. Like, you know, they think they know everything. And um, I just never really liked her. And then when her storyline started changing and evolving, and I kind of... I For some reason, I didn't completely hate Sansa Stark. But, like, I didn't love her but as like her her storylines develop throughout the season I could start to feel like sympathy for her because she is going through this whole ordeal of bad relationship and then put into an arranged marriage and then having to deal with abuse and losing her father having her father be decapitated in front of her and just these whole things and For her, she's trying to survive in a pack of lions, basically, and then just constantly going and evolving and learning the tricks from Cersei and Peter Baelish. Like she is basically learning the tools to survive in this this whole series because it's survival of the fittest basically. Like Mm -hmm. you got to play the game. You got to know what you're going to do, because if you're not (coughs) going to play it, you're not going to survive.
1: Right. Like Cersei says, if you play the game of Thrones, you either win or you die. There is no in between. Correct.
2: And so, you know, there, there have been times where she frustrates me, but then there are times where, I mean, battle of the bastards is probably like my favorite episode it's like and we're definitely going to be talking about the whole like thing i think from a perspective like when someone like sansa's in a position where she knows the person and like is trying to be in this conversation and not getting the chance and not being asked it is very frustrating and then when you're put on the spot you don't have anything right off the bat because it's like I feel like she probably was angered like okay now you finally asked I don't know right now but it would have been nice to be truly included right but that's that's the problem okay well let me finish what I was going to say before you go into your nerd rant but then she definitely redeems herself throughout that episode (laughs) where the veil comes through and then she gets her revenge on Ramsey with sticking the dogs on his fucking ass
0: and well well, that's what I was going to say like don't like that's that's like what i was saying like she comes in it's like you should have done this like she she should have realized the next line of questioning if you're going to sit there like you're doing it wrong you shouldn't do it this way okay how should we do it well Uh, if you're
2: being ignored and not being asked how right
0: but she came to john and started berating him for not asking her so you would assume that if she comes to him and says I can't believe you didn't ask me for my opinion, that she's going to have an opinion ready to give.
2: Yeah, well, shit already happened. So moving on from that, I think, you know, I just, I loved, I loved the scene where Peter Baelish dies Mm. and just how she, like, because everybody, that whole season they were trying to pit, pit Arya and Sansa against one another. And you don't fuck with family. You don't fuck
1: with sisters.
2: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know, but I have friends who are sisters. You don't fuck with sisters. And Peter Baelish fucked with the wrong sisters. And I'm glad that he is gone.
1: Yeah, I have. I have similar feelings. So my feelings towards Sansa Stark has definitely changed after many Mm rewatches of of the previous seasons. Um At first, I thought, like, oh, my God. She's, like, today's typical basic bitch. Yeah. (laughs) oh, Like, seriously. Basic bitch. She does. What's expected of her? Like, if she was living today, she would be Instagram
2: famous. North face and hugs and leggings.
1: Right? Like, all of these, like, Snapchat filters with, like, the dog ears and the tongue hanging (laughs) out. And, you know, like, it. uh... But that's what. What was expected of her yeah. you know she did what she was taught and again, it was something that I really couldn't see my first time watching through. But as I were rewatching it, I was like, she's just a product of what was expected of her at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted to excel, she was very eager to please. You know, when we see her in the sewing circles, the one where, you know, is not doing so hot, and we're all like, yeah, Aria, she's great. But, you know, you see Sansa and she's excelling. She's like, look, look what I'm making. Look what I'm doing, I'm doing what's expected of me. I'm mm-hmm. trying to excel at this like i'm I'm sewing better than anybody in my sewing circle like i'm 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 doing better than anybody else, like you know she's just really trying to make her parents proud of her, mm-hmm. and I think part of it is the fact that she looks so much like her mother, yeah. And her mother was beautiful. Her mother is a Tully. Her mother is beautiful. And she is the only Stark that has the Tully coloring. Uh, Rob actually does. Rob does a little bit. Yeah, but, but she's the only one who yeah. really full on looks like a Tully. Yeah, the
0: auburn so hair and I the think blue She eyes. was
1: really trying to make herself, you know, not only appearance wise stand out, but but, you know, just look what I'm doing. Look what I can do. And she was really just trying to be the person who her parents wanted her to be, who her teachers wanted her to be. And, you know, I I think a lot of it, you know, like I said, during rewatch is a reaction to everything that's going on around her. Mm -hmm. You know, she was taught to, you know, you're supposed to love your husband. You're supposed to love your betrothed. You're supposed to, you know, you're promised to a person and you're supposed to be faithful to that person. So I think that's where her whole, like, oh, Joffrey. Oh, I love Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey's the best. And then I think part of it is, she watched him behead her father in front of her. Yeah. And not only did he do that, but after the fact he went and he took her hand and he showed yeah. her yeah. the heads on the spikes. That was your father. That was your teacher. Yeah. That was this person. That was that. These are all of these people who mean so much to you. Their heads are on spikes. We killed them all. I had them beheaded. So I think a lot of it was just like a survival instinct. Yeah. She
2: had to be like a chameleon to China. To, right. To blend you know, in and she was survive. like, well,
1: it's better to be alive and be a yes man versus to try to rebel yeah. and die.
0: Well, she's also, if you, if you watch her... Oh, and she, she was
1: really young, too. That's another thing. She was so young. She was, and, and I think her self-preservation survival instinct kicked in.
0: Well, she also doesn't know who she is. I think that's a big part and of it. That,
1: well, and that's another... But, <coughs> I mean, and in the show, she's like, what, 12, 13? Yeah. At the time, like, who knows who they are at fucking 12, 13? Come on. Right. Well,
0: what I'm saying like even now Again, I can't <laughs> believe
1: I'm defending <laughs> <that> She doesn't <laughs> sorry. Well, what I'm saying
0: is like she doesn't know who she is like as you as you watch, as you, you know, watch as she g- But
1: again, like now she's only like 18, 19 years old.
0: Yeah. If you watch during the show, as you see as she's evolving and as she's changing who she is, she's taking little bits of every single person who's had an well, influence on her. And you. that's if what you, I
1: was going to say.
0: If you look at how she dresses now, she even dresses like Cersei. She carries herself like Cersei, you know, but she plays the the game like Littlefinger. But she has a cruel streak now that she got from both Joffrey and from, from Ramsay, you know, like the little smirk that she has after she kills Ramsay.
1: Thank you for taking everything I was just trying to say. Like that was my entire like I was getting into that. So thank you. Thank you. I have nothing else to say now. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, so no, but
1: that's what I was trying to say. Like she's taking, she's learning as she's going along. She's taking little bits from each person that she views as this is this person's strengths. This is what I admire about this person because she grew up wanting. She grew up idolizing Cersei for the most part. She wanted to be a queen. She wanted to be regal. She wanted to be, you know, sitting. In a palace, you know, uh, helping the throne, she wanted to, you know, that's the
2: the life that she wanted. Yeah. So I proposed this question. So since she's taken so many traits from people that are around her with this last season and she's still evolving, who do you think she's going to take traits from now? Freaking Daenerys? No, I think Jon Snow. Yeah, I believe that too, but God, I hope it's not Daenerys. She...
1: No, I think, I think it's definitely going to be Jon Snow because she had the same approach to Jon Snow that her mother had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She was very distant towards him. She wanted nothing to do with him because he was her father's bastard. Mm-hmm. And I think not only with her being so far apart from him, but for a while, she thought she was the only Stark, surviving Stark. Yeah. You know, so to learn that John's still alive, Arya's still alive, Bran's still alive, like, she has family left. Yeah. I think not only is she going to to find comfort in that, but I think she's going to pick certain traits. And I don't know if it's so much going to be from Bran, but definitely from Arya. And we see that with the death of Littlefinger. Yeah. But definitely from John. And I think um, the scene where she gets into the argument with John about the battle and the political stance, you know, where she's like, I, you know, John's like, well, what would you do? And she's like, well, I don't know. I, I think she's trying to learn from him in that instance and she just wants him to value even though she doesn't have an opinion at the time. I think she wants him to value her opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I can you know see
1: she that, wants yeah. him she she wants so much for him to see her as an equal.
2: Yeah, especially when it's family.
0: Well, in that situation, she's not she's not a fighter. like she knows well, it,
2: but
1: no. a little bit
0: about Ramsey but she even says as much. I think her main issue is she can't see past the end of her nose. Like, whatever she's doing, like, she did not really take as much from her father or for John as, <clears throat> as we might like, because John, Rob, Ned, uh, was what the one thing that they all had in common... The man who passes a sentence swings the sword.
1: But I think she's trying to take from her mother and Cersei and even Arya these strong women i think she's trying to see herself in the role of a strong woman you know and, and, and Brienne, and even Brienne, because at this point she's you know established a very great relationship yeah. with Brienne. i think she just wants to be seen as a strong woman and seen as an equal and that's why it bothers her that she, he doesn't ask her that he doesn't even though she she, at the time she has no fucking clue she just wants
2: to be asked and I think with all that is like no one prepared her for what could happen and that's you know they
0: tried and she refused to, to listen over and over and over we see this like hey this is a problem this person is a problem I'm here to protect you no I love Joffrey I'm not leaving King's Landing Joffrey's the best Sansa, I'm here to protect you. Your mother sent me to protect you. No, I'm staying with Littlefinger.
1: But here's the thing. I think that she
2: was, in those instances, in some form of PTSD-like headspace. It's the trust. How is she going to trust somebody when everybody around her she can't even trust?
0: Right. But she's sitting there like the people she should trust. Her father, no, I love Joffrey. I'm not leaving. I'm marrying the prince.
1: But, like, that was what was ingrained in her. That's what was expected from her. Right,
0: but she was also expected to talk to her father and her, her father should obey. And this is right after, like, you know, she betrayed her sister for Joffrey. She betrayed everyone. For Joffrey.
1: Well, I mean, she was taught to be loyal to her husband, to be loyal. She to wasn't her married control. to him. She's also supposed. Yeah, but supposed she was to... also promised to him.
0: What does she say in season seven that they harp on over and over and over again? The lone wolf dies, but the pack survives because her father ingrained that in her. Yeah. And the whole every time we see the chance that she has to be part of the pack. I mean, yeah, she's still young at this point. But she's already witnessed firsthand the cruelty of Joffrey and the Queen. So we've already seen this. And she's still Joffrey, 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 Joffrey.
1: Yeah, but again, it's kind of like, I I hate to use this kind of analogy, but it's like, why do battered women stay with their abusers?
0: Right, and that's, you know, that's... I mean, it's, it's a good point, but because it's like, this is what I want. This is what's best for me. If I get like, to live in the I capital. Well, no, no. She says it. She's like, I want to be the princess. I want to be the queen. I want to marry the prince. I want to live in the capital. I don't want to go to Winterfell again. I want this. And
1: Well, I think maybe she thought that, you know, if she could just stick with it and if she could just keep. Bearing what he was throwing at her, him being Joffrey and and Cersei, and you know, just just if I can just if I can just become queen, <laughs> if I can become queen, it's like then I can do something about this. If I can become queen, then I can make a difference. If I can become queen, then. I can live a lifestyle that not only has been ingrained in me, but I feel like I deserve at this point and I can make a difference. And maybe once we get married, he will actually love me. And maybe, you know, once we get married, I can change him.
0: See, but she had this conversation. Everyone's like, no. Like, it's only going to get worse yeah, when he's but, the king. Uh,
1: but again, like, it's just... It's it's that it's that mentality that...
0: Your father's a could, traitor. Say it. You know, say your father's a traitor. Like...
1: Only, but I think she was scared. I think you... Sh- I think... If she said we, the wrong thing, she was going to so get hurt. It didn't matter what she said. She I think was she was so hurt. scared. And... You know, it's funny that earlier you mentioned the the hashtag Sansan, Team Sansan, because at that one point, Sandor Clegane is the only person who is Team Sansa. After, you know, uh, Joffrey takes her to see the severed head of her father, as they're leaving, Sandor's like, I can take you away from this. I can. I can. That's mean, after can, the
0: Battle of Blackwater.
1: But I thought that was. I thought they had a moment, or they 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 have a moment though. At that he, point,
0: she was getting he, ready to push him off the the parapet, and right, he right, stopped okay, her. Right,
1: right, and he was like, "You don't want to do that. You you don't want to do that." No, he stopped and was
0: wiping the blood off of her lip after right. Maren Trant hit her.
1: But he. There are a couple of of instances where Sandor Clegane is the only one acting human towards her.
0: Well, him and him and Tyrion because we see during the riots well, later on.
1: Right, but, he's but like, I'm, talking, where is I'm Sansa? talking like before that, like Sandra Clegane after this whole after the beheading of her father is the first person who really just acts human towards her. And and it's like, you know, you don't want to act the, you just just do what he says. You know, and and, and do this. Yeah, but he
0: doesn't, like, stand up for her or anything. He just, like, oh, do it. Do what he says, and you'll get hit less often. It's not like he stops.
1: No, he doesn't stop it, but in a sense, like, he establishes himself as, like, a friend.
0: He's at least not going to beat her like Maren Trant does, but if Joffrey told him to do something, he would do it. Like, he has a soft spot for her, but you know we definitely see this a little later like you know at the like like you said after the battle of blackwater when he's like i'll take you to winterfell i'll bring you home but part of it is the same reason why he's bringing aria it's like i'll protect you i'll keep you safe i'll bring you home but i'm getting a fucking reward for it like he it's not like you know this complete altruism that he's trying to uh, stand up for like he'll stand up for her and keep her safe But there's going to be something in it for him. Like we see the Hound as big of a pain in the ass as Aria is. He drags her all over the fucking country trying to get paid.
1: Well, even after she mentions the Hound is one of her names on her list, he's
0: still. Yeah, because she's worth she's a valuable hostage. She's worth a lot of money. Yeah, but I
1: think the Hound also cares too. I think he tries to write it off. No, we
0: see that. We see that a little bit. He
1: does. (laughs) He does care. I think he cares about certain people when he meets
0: up with uh, Brienne. I
1: think he's kind of a Tyrion-like in uh, character in the sense that he has uh, an affliction, uh, an affection for uh, broken things,
0: because he too is broken. Yeah, crippled, bastards and broken things. Yeah, he was he was abused and mistreated and you know, he knows what that's like. And he doesn't want to infli like the hound's not a bastard to be a bastard. Like a lot of these characters, you know, are be- like I don't think the hound and braun are that dissimilar in the Well no,
1: I like the Hound. And I like Braun. I think they're both very yeah, straightforward in that people. I'll help you as long
0: as there's something in it for me. I won't do it out of the kindness of my heart.
1: But I mean, but at the same time, sometimes they do do things out of the kindness of their heart.
0: I can't think of anything. Like, everything he does, he's ordered to do. Like, when he goes during the riots and saves Sansa, it's because no one else will do it, and Tyrion tells him, go find her. Because we need her, you know, and Joffrey's too much of a coward to send his Kingsguard. You know, Bronn fights for uh, Tyrion at the at Erie, the knowing how rich the Lannisters are.
1: Yeah, but Bronn doesn't also need to teach Jaime how to fight left-handed, but he does.
0: And he's getting paid for it. Plus, he gets to slap Jamie Lannister around with no repercussions and talk shit to him, which we know Bronn loves to do.
1: Yeah, but I think there's some genuine feeling there. And I, I, I think Sandor Clegane has some genuine feelings towards the Stark, the surviving Stark ladies as well. We'll put it that
0: way. I think he sees some toughness in her that he respects. But I don't know. We could probably go for another couple hours just on Sansa, but we should probably start wrapping this up.
1: Yeah, I was just say, do we have any final thoughts of Sansa Stark?
0: Um, I I could see her story going in a variety of different ways, and none of them would surprise me. She could live, she could die, she could sit on the Iron Throne.
2: She's gonna sit on the Iron Throne with the freaking lemon cake in hand.
1: I just hope she doesn't suck. <laughs> No, seriously. Like oh, I, I mean, it. in the past, and again, like I can't believe I've I've fucking defended her. You secretly um, love her. Just... just trying to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, she's not my favorite character. She hasn't been <clears throat> my favorite character for a long time. Um, my list of favorite characters is is miles long before we re- we reach Sansa Stark. Um, but I. <sighs> I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of warming up to her, and depending on her character arc in season eight, I uh, I could like her or I could continue to hate her. I
0: think we're gonna end up hating her because I think her lack of uh, fighting ability and battle savviness is going to end up getting something. Like that, killed. like
1: her lack of conviction. Like, come on, let's. Like, she she has no self confidence. Um, you no, know, she's no going to end up getting somebody killed.
2: awareness you know. she if she gets her Davos killed, I'm going to be so upset. But I'm really
1: no, hoping. Davos will get killed um,
0: by um... White Walkers. <laughs>
1: I'm really hoping for the best for her. I mean, maybe she becomes Lady Stoneheart. I don't know. Like maybe uh, that's where they're trying to go with the, with that storyline. Like I think I don't, it's too late for that. Well, I I think so too, but I mean, you you never know these this game of thrones. There there are 6 episodes left in the series mm-hmm. and they are long episodes. Yes. So, we shall see, but
0: All right, um, so yeah, let's wrap this up. We'll take a quick break and when we come back, we'll uh do we our, battle. We'll do our new battle and uh, preview next week's episode. Do you love a scary story? Hi, I'm Dominic Pace, star of Sci-Fi Channel's Megalodon, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday's podcast.
3: Hello again, everyone. It's Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, here with a special message for you from Richie the Wizkid. You know, a town without Best Darn Diddly is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. The name's Wizkid, Richie the Wizkid, and I come before you good fans of Springfield with probably the greatest podcast. Ah, uh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville podcast. Now, you wait here just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us where to listen to Best Darn Diddly and we'll listen. I'll tell you exactly where you can listen to it. You can catch the Best Darn Diddly Review Show each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So hop on the monorail and join us on this journey through the Simpsons series.
1: Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house.
3: Patrick Ray, Hall, in, the house. Patrick Ray Hall,
0: in the motherfucking house. And now we're back. So, if you have any thoughts about what you think is going to happen with the future of Sansa Stark and uh the surrounding characters let us know we're always interested to hear people's thoughts on this especially with you know the game of thrones theories because until this ends and the books finally uh are all published we're we're not going to we're not going to know so so we have a new battle this week and it's uh a little bit unorthodox because instead of having Sansa <coughs> Or Game of Thrones, because I think we've, we've done a lot of Game of Thrones battles so far. So we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit in honor of Agent Nicole, and we're doing uh, some uh, Captain Marvel stuff. So, Ashes, what do you got?
1: So we have the orange, you glad you've got a friend, throwdown. We're not doing music?
0: Oh, yeah, we can well, do the, well, the music. We're going
1: to do, music? Gonna do I don't, music? I don't control it. Uh, I was music.
0: waiting for a good I cue. Do <laughs> <laughs> we got a new
1: throwdown. We're going to do throwdown. Forget what I just said. We're going to do throwdown music. Let's do it.
2: I thought we were gonna do like old school style. No, this is the new
1: stuff Aww. from Enchanted Exile. Oh, that's nice. I like it. Yeah, Steve Van Sampson's band. Oh, yeah. Check that out over at
0: Retro Redoctopus.
1: They did some music for us. Um, so yes, we have the orange. You've glad you've got a friend. Throwdown. It is the battle of the feline. Companions, we have Goose from the new Captain Marvel movie versus Jones, Ellen Ripley's companion from the Alien franchise versus Hobbs, the not so little orange guy from the Calvin and Hobbs comic strip versus Crookshanks. From the Harry Potter series, <gasps> Crookshanks.
0: Yeah, Hermione's cat.
1: Aww. So, who do you think is the best feline companion?
0: Who would who would you who would you like to have as your feline companion? Basically, hmm. like if you could choose any one of them, who would who would you pick?
1: So. All of them are pretty badass.
0: Hmm. Well, I already know who I who I would pick.
1: They've all saved lives hmm They've all done good things. They've all taken a lot of naps.
0: Yeah. I want naps. And they're all fuzzy and, and orange. Fuzzy ones. And very I would say it,
1: Very stripey and very orange. My my favorite kind of cats. Very stripey. So stripey little jammies.
0: So that's our that's our battle for this week. And uh we have next week we have a we have a couple of special guests. Uh the minds behind survival of the film freaks
1: very excited for this episode uh
0: mr bill fulkerson and kyle kukta so if you heard our rock and shock episode we had a uh about a 17 minute interview with these guys Uh all about <clears throat> you know how this film came to be but we've got some new uh some new stuff for them some new questions and uh it's going to be a good show because uh you're only, I think, you're only going to have one more uh, chance around here to see that, to see that film. Wolfie, isn't there uh, an event coming up where uh, we're going to get to see Survival of the Film Freaks? Um, I think there is.
3: I believe you're right. Yes, that would be April twelfth, Friday, April twelfth, at uh, the Park View Room in uh, beautiful Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. <laughs> uh, yes, it'll be a live trick or treat radio. And right afterwards, we're going to be screening Survival of the Film Freaks. So I know, I believe Bill is Bill is going to be there. I'm not sure if Kyle's going to be there. I believe he is, but we'll have them in attendance. Our buddy El Goro is, has been announced as hosting uh, the entire weekend of events and uh, should be fun. So live trick-or-treat radio and we're doing a special screening, probably the one and only screening of Survival of the Film Freaks in Worcester and uh, it. I wouldn't say it's stars, but it it, it features uh, myself and
0: Dynamo Mars in the film,
3: so and a bunch of really uh, more awesome people than us. So,
0: yeah. So we haven't had a chance to get out to see it yet, and this is going to be the perfect opportunity. So we will be there. Uh, some hope to awesome see,
1: people will be there. Hope to see you
0: there. Yeah, going to be taking pictures, you know, doing some videos, shifting some paradigms. Like and that. what's crazy
1: is the following night, the deadites are playing at bull mansion that's in right. Worcester.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. And that's going to be a hell of a good show because we've, we've been to bull mansion before. It's got good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very good drinks. So we will definitely be there. We hope to see you there.
0: And uh, we will
1: share that information on our social media.
0: Obviously. And, uh, We haven't announced it yet, but congratulations to our winner of the Captain Marvel contest. We don't know who you are because we're recording this a week in advance. But uh, nice job. Way to hashtag. That's what the kids do now. And, uh... Wolfie, you got something you'd like to say? I was get? just going to
3: say, I'll, I'll accept the award on their behalf. Okay. No, I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. It <laughs> might be Agent Nicole. Right?
0: I got to <laughs> hope oh
1: Agent God. Nicole wins. Oh I'm my not going to lie. Gonna on it like white on And it right. could be
0: Wolfie. Wolfie could win, too. So we don't know. Cong- mm-hmm. Congratulations. To someone. Contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> So with
1: Fill in the blank here.
0: <laughs> so with that being said, I think we, we're going to wrap things up. Yep, and we, we will see, see you, next you next Thursday. Thursday.